My name is Luke Thomas. I'm sitting here with Esteban, uh, and we are going to talk through six evaluative questions that I've challenged my church, Kings River First Baptist, and I think would be healthy for any Christian to be able to examine their life around the new year and think of like um, along, and I'll say prayerfully along with God, think about points of emphasis that you could focus on, that you could um, grow throughout this particular year. So what was your theme for 2020? My theme for 2020 was intercession. Two of my favorite verses in the Bible um, are Romans 8.26, which seems awkward because everyone wants to say Romans 8.28. Um, and it's basically the context of for God works through the good for those who all who love him, which is a familiar verse to many, um, I think. But it's this recognition of, okay, I just say in our experience with God's in our quiet times, you can feel what theologians or past guys call the dark night of the soul or just feel a distance from God. I think that's normal in every believer's life. I think it's an experience that you could kind of go, in this month I felt this way, in this month I felt really close, and um, sort of idea. But he really was, Paul was really trying to address that we're winning in, we're living in a fallen and broken world mm-hmm. that's looking forward to a new creation where all things are made new and even creation and it uses this word groaning is groaning yeah. to be remade new and then you're like so where's God at it so we're suffering right now there's plague going on there's death all around me my friends and relationships are broken I don't even know how to pray I'm so messed up like that's the natural yeah. natural I think for the natural person that walks in this world and their relationship with God. And to me, there's this verse that sticks out there, and the Spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Mm-hmm. And that, um, that phrase, and then the, he, the Hebrews uh, 7.25 is where Jesus intercedes for us, is this recognition, guys, when you're suffering, when you're experiencing brokenness, God has not stopped working for you. The Spirit continues to intercede with you while being in your heart, in your life, and experiencing the brokenness along with you. And Jesus, having died on the cross, is your high priest up in heaven, taking you in front of God. And even though you can feel completely absent from God, not even uh, uh, um, not in any sense in heaven are you separated from him. I think that that truth to me is probably one of the, one of the most beautiful of the gospel, and I don't hear it phrased that way that often. Yeah. Um, and I love that idea of intercession, and I wanted to partner along with God and intercede for other people. Um, I felt like it starts out as with all New Year's resolution. It started out well, yeah, and then slowed a little bit as I got busy. And if you guys know it, the life of a teacher, as the spring goes on, the busyness increases. And then in the middle of March, COVID hit, mm. and... I started taking walks around my campus. I was so sick of sitting alone in my room that I started taking walks, and I didn't have really anyone that I was supposed to do anything with, but I was still required to be at school, and I began to regularly and normally bring other people, as I see like Jesus does, as I see the Spirit is trying to do for them, in front of God and into the presence of God. And as simple as prayers is going like, God, I pray for um, Sean, one of the students I regularly prayed for, just take him into your presence. You know, just help Nevin and other students 
help him to understand God that you're there with him, even as he might be feeling alone because of the COVID. Um, feeling that disconnect. I don't necessarily know what was going on in their lives, but I was like, I know spirit, you want them understanding that they're interceding for you. And so I had a, I had, um, COVID allowed me to refocus mm. to create a habit. A habit takes 40 days, yeah. right? And so that one of my habits just that I developed out of 2020 is when I walk to school, which is kind of the norm, um, or when I walk home, yeah. I pray for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm praying for other people's probably particularly that they would recognize or be drawn into the presence of God is over, um, over against, I'll say, getting them out of their sufferings. Um, if yeah. that makes sense. No, it was, yeah, it, it was, it was about them and their um, relationship with God. Anyhow, that was my theme. Um, as I'm looking forward to 2021, I don't think I have clarity on it at the moment. This theme idea has always been something that I've been around. Um, when I, when I was really, when I basically came to Jesus and began washing, I washed a lot of, uh, Elevation Church, Stephen mm-hmm. Furtick, just, and I honestly, one of, at the early on, one of the biggest influences and, and people that I just listened to consistently are, but the thing that they, their church always had a theme for the year. And, um, and I, and I always liked that idea, but I never understood how to do that. Right. They, they, oh, we prayed over it and all these things. And I never, and, and so this was probably the first year that I actually did it. Um, had a theme for a, the year, but um, the, the one thing I did different, um, and I don't want to like confuse people or make people like, oh, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to yeah. do, I don't, yeah, but I, but how I did it this year and just happened to be, it was, I said, I'm not going to pick a theme. I'm going to begin the year and through the first couple months or so, see if something begins to stick out to me and do it which is the same process as doing it in december or whatever but it was just one of those things where i was like i didn't want to be like on january 1 i have to pick a a word it was one of those things where i'm like i'm going to come into the year one see what i'm struggling with and two i think just hopefully kind of allow god to reveal that a little bit of through my a lot of it was just my reading scriptures like what theme is kind of popping up to me and why is it popping up to me over and over you know there are themes literary throughout the bible but then there are just things that i'm like oh why am i drawn to that why am i focusing on that today or whatever and so for me it was and just the people i was you know i was listening again to a lot of podcasts i was listening to a lot of sermons um and different different things and one of the things that popped out to me was um this verse um in john 15 for and i'm sure most people know but abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me and and so part of that was um realizing i think for for a couple of years while i was church planning i liked to control mm-hmm. and uh try to a lot of times um manufacture certain things right manufacture certain moments or feelings or experiences or whatever it is or and um did a lot more strategic thinking than i did a what i would consider abiding or, or listening yeah. and 
Um, and, and what, you know, what you and I kind of talked about before was I also grew up, I felt like intentionally or not on their part, it's just me, my experience with the, the church early on was, and what I grew up in was, you know, um, father, the son in the Holy Bible. And I didn't have a lot of experience or I, or I think I was, no one really ever sat down. I was like, well, this is how you try to, and which is hard. I understand why people didn't do it. Like, listen to the spirit and this is how you kind of interact and look for it and listen for it whatever it was like I just never learned or or took the time to really try to dive even though I knew it was there and I kind of had experiences with there whatever um but that was my thing was saying I want to release a lot of this control that I feel like I have which is probably insignificant compared to again what God actually has and um just abide in you like and allow you to for me to one really listen to what you have um in in promptings and things that in my life and to uh, you know kind of going back to and begin embodying person and characteristics of God and Jesus that I saw and and that was broad but I just knew like I want to release more and more control to you and I want to listen more and more to you and be deeper connected with your spirit and deeper connected and so um and so I just did a lot of things like you know that I were just not in my control (laughs) and and did things that stepped out of you know, I liked, I always had like, I like doing certain things a certain way. Like, I like, you know, even within youth ministry, I like doing things a certain way and shaping Bible studies a certain way or thinking, oh, students need to learn these certain things or whatever. And all of the, and then part of COVID forced me into that as well. It's like, you know, we came into youth ministry and I liked, I mean, I grew up and, and know kind of the normal youth group model which was like have big games and big good music and all come together and gather every single week and make an experience like basically recreate camp every single week and and do and that's what I and I and I was uh I feel like one of my giftings is is teaching and preaching and and like I can do that every week and knock it out of the park and all these things and and COVID didn't really allow for that model to happen anyway and I pray i mean i came on staff and i honestly just prayed for like a month or two months straight before we even launched and reached out to volunteers and stuff like a month and just kind of got settled here and prayed and prayed and prayed and felt like well what if we go with like a house church model and i had been learning about that and listening and, and liking that kind of thought process and kind of was like let's try it like we're just kind of individually like smaller groups again creating that like close community this is you know we called them crews this year because like in in their terms that's like a crew is like the that's the people you roll with like these they're the ones that got your back no matter what and um but that was different i'm like i don't get to teach every week i don't get to like be the main thing you know and that's not the model that i grew up in and but then kind of coming out of you know the end of the semester me like yeah i don't know if we're going back like this there's something beautiful about and we still do a monthly gathering right we still all gather together and have fun and do all that and we learn kind of refocus for for what the next thing is there's something beautiful about like my job 
kind of shifting to I want to invest in my 15 leaders really, really well and them be great, great small group leaders. And for me, I had to abide in God and trust him so much more in this model because I can't be everywhere. You, you know, if you got four houses going on at the same time. I can't be in every living room hoping, you know, like, oh, I need to correct that thing or that thing or, you know, there was that. And, and there were just a lot of things where this theme of, uh, uh, like you said, a, I, I kind of realized, okay, this is my word and, and how do I practice that? And a lot of it was, can I listen to the spirit more? And so I, I read a lot of books on hear, hearing God and, and, and listening for the spirit and practicing being, a lot of it was, I, I'm an extrovert, so being still, not having any distractions and just being okay with nothing in my ears or nothing on the TV and just listening and being okay with, you know, I, someone this year told me like, are you okay with like the presence of God being the only thing for a moment? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and then really, and him struggling with the same thing. That's why he said it. But like, and, you know, that part of the reason I didn't really do music or different things this year as much as I might have in the past or would have tried or whatever, just because I wanted to just part of my practice was listening and abiding. And, you know, that's how I came here. We you know partly was I was kind of following promptings and things that I felt like God was kind of putting in place. And though I and this, again, kind of awkward saying it to the church family, but like. My my hope was I would go to a very, what I would kind of say, a secular, lost place. <laughs> and then, like, like, my part of my prayer was like, Lord, if it's Los Angeles, have us there. If it's Portland, yeah. like, let us go. Like, if it's Canada, if it's somewhere they don't even know about like let's do it but at the same time and i think a lot of times that's how i would do like i would intentionally apply for places that i knew would kind of fulfill some of these things that i wanted to do and this time was i was looking and thinking and hoping but even ones that did open up like in la or something like that the door closed or or it wasn't gonna work or whatever it was and it really was waiting, not really applying to a lot of things and just kind of saying, God, you open some doors. If if you show me and, 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 and I will abide in you and, and I know that the fruit of whatever comes out of this scenario is only from you and not generated by me. Yeah. And that was kind of, you know, basically a friend said you should apply, you know, uh, so, someone that I trusted um, said you should apply to First Baptist and Kingsburg and you know they knew Mark and said that'd be a good person for you to be under and learn under as well and and all these different things and it when we came here and when we sat in a service and when like God had already orchestrated that I've shared before I kind of already orchestrated stuff and and shown me and I'm like oh okay like I couldn't have done this I couldn't have orchestrated any of this and even now we're here the things that have just been happening and the way our lives have kind of sat and all these things like I couldn't have done it and I for me it was 
that theme of abiding. And and that kind of went along with even like the podcast we started is that student came to me and said, Hey, I, you know, I want to do this podcast. And basically the, the idea came out to, well, what do you want it to be about? And I said, well, kind of focusing on Christian viewpoint and stuff, but different, different subjects, maybe subjects most people wouldn't touch in church or whatever. But we kind of said like, <laughs> we had this idea. We said, what if we call it processing? And it's like, kind of unfiltered not like bad but like unfiltered in the sense of like we haven't given like years and years in thought and created a super super strong theology under it but we have a foundation there and we're actually still working through some of the things you know what what is church supposed to be formed like what you know all these different issues and i didn't like that idea originally because i was like well, I'd rather just like kind of talk about stuff that I'm kind of ex- more expertise in of like, I mean, we can talk about theology and stuff, but let's talk about things like give me a couple weeks to study stuff and like let me let me yeah. you know or things that I've been preaching on for years, and we kind of purposely chose things where it's like, no, no, I. I just want you to listen for me and 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 I would study and prepare and stuff like that, but it, it was one of those things where I was just like. Am I going to do this kind of what you're talking about because I want people to see me as like, oh, he he can speak so well into this subject? Or is it like, no, 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 there's something vulnerable and beautiful about saying I'm going to kind of reveal what I'm thinking and processing through and what I see in scripture and all these things and create something a little more organic and more artsy mm-hmm. and and rather than polishing it off and making it look nice and saying, oh, look how beautiful it is like yeah it's it's just raw thoughts and i'm going to kind of expose this to you because i think this is the process that people should go through kind of thing and so uh you know uh, i know it's a lot but for me that that theme of abiding kind of popped up at the beginning and i said how do i how do i sit in this more and more and more um and I think that led into, like you said, the fruit of the spirit, right? I want to be more gentle. And, and part of that was abiding in Christ and seeing when I didn't, right? Like, because part of it was, you know, I said I was sarcastic or I pointed, right? Like, I, at Thanksgiving, I was tired and annoyed and I wasn't focusing in it. And I started a little squabble at my in-laws, like, uh, Thanksgiving gathering because, they believed one thing, and I was like, well, what about this? And just kind of poked the bear intentionally, and I'm like, ah, that was not abiding and gentle. You know, it wasn't It wasn't that, and, and kind of coming back and be like, but those those were far more often in the past than it was right. this year, you know, like one out of whatever. And and so um, seeing that theme kind of come alive in, in, our, in my life, it was like, okay, the – not only did I abide, but there's fruit out of that, the gentleness that came out of that. And and I think that as you as we talk about picking themes, like look back at your year and say, like, what what has God done through me and what do what does that next year look like? Like kind of that process you said. So. Just maybe in helpfulness just in, yeah. in people thinking about it, my themes if I go backwards, um, have been more okay, intercession I just described. Self-control was a year. One year was loving um, because I felt like I wasn't loving other people. Uh, and then um, one year was uh, patience. So I literally did hold the like, 
the fruit of the spirit, yeah. like kind of three years running. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's maybe the, this little um, cliche or something, but it was something where it was um, for, per, you know, your personal life and going like, okay, I want the process of the spirit to work in me in sanctification. I just think it's like a, like an easy starting point. What is the one that I struggle with those the most? I always find self-control like to me to be kind of the funniest here because there's nothing glorious about self-control. There's zero, like, like, you know, like loving you, man, I really loved my enemy and it felt really good. You know, we're like self-control. It's like, okay, I did my work. Was that you speaking spirit? Anyhow, it was like the, it was, and it, and it was good to remind, remind me that like the spirit is working in even like these little small compartments that I haven't even like thought of, you know, like thought about. So a a quick question on that. Do you feel like as you're picking the theme for the the next year, as you pray, did you feel like you always purposely or maybe not purposely picked a weakness? Like it was kind of a weakness of your, like, I want to grow in the, I just want to like get that because I don't want people to also like, you can so easily trick yourself and be like, I want to work in this. And like, you're pretty good at that already. You're not, it's not strong. Like, don't just do something. You're going to knock the, knock out of the ballpark, do something. You're just going to get a single out and you're just trying to get on base. I think one of the helpful things in maybe this category in terms of sin, there are sins of commission, things that I do, there are sins and there's things that are omission Mm -hmm. and it's things that I'm not doing. Does that make sense? I'm not loving my neighbor. So to me, it's always been helpful to think this is an area where I think I'm usually doing. It's something that I'm not, uh, not doing. Yeah. Something that I should be doing, maybe that I'm not doing instead of something that like, where we're talking about the sin issue, something I'd like to eradicate out of my life mm-hmm. um, or eradicate out of my heart. And that's where I'm asking, in a certain level, I'm asking the spirit to grow Correct. something rather than remain the same. Yeah. Um, and I, I love um, just in personalities and stuff, um, which I've done a lot going through pastoral stuff and church things. Um, my favorite one was the Strength Finders, just because it emphasized, you know, um, I, my two main ones were learner and ideation. And it told me more about, I'll say, gifting and what I like to do and what I want to do, yeah. which is sit around and have conversations like this, yeah. right? Um, I want to bat around ideas. I want to I want to, I want to learn some more. I want to get uh, new information, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, I probably will never pick a theme that goes like learn. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm going to, I'm going to teach more, which is definitely my mm-hmm. spiritual gift. It's going to be something probably that involves more of like in my teaching, I see an absence of love mm-hmm. in my learning. I'm having an absence of like patience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, um, I want to be more, more patient, more like Christ. In those things, I'm strength. That's how I would see it. I think that helps, and and I think that's a good tool to to say is like I, I think so many times it's hard. I don't know. Self evaluation is hard in general. I think, and right. so, uh, and and I think that's why you're saying like obviously we go to the spirit in it, and we say okay, God, try help me reveal what I should be working on. But I think there's something to to say to use tools such as you know go to a strength finders, go to a, you know I I. Uh, I like the Enneagram and uh, I like that because it focuses on like yeah. your biggest flaw or like thing that like that's usually how you identify what you, what number you are is just like, oh, I don't like that. It's like that's probably what you number you are uh, and or something like a strength finder, something like that, that that shows like, oh, I, there's this, you know, or even, uh, you know, I take on um, emotional intelligence tests or kind of shows like, oh, I'm really low kind of in this 
um, or relational intelligence test, like, I'm not good at this part or whatever. I guess it, it begins that. And then I would you say, do you think, um, I'm just trying to think through, do you invite people? Have you ever invited people into that process? Has it been a very personal thing? Do you think that's healthy to invite people in? You know what I mean? Like, like even your wife for someone to say like, do you think there's something I can grow in next year? Or has it kind of been one of those things that it's just, it's just been me praying through and being revealed. I probably has been more, I've definitely have discussed it with my wife um, and discussed it. Like I mentioned with, with uh, Joel, like my close, close ministry friends. Um, but usually the process for me has been more introspective than, than anything else in terms of like, I'm wanting to be me alone with God, God bear, bear on my soul, show, show me. Um, and it's not, I would definitely take the input um, from outside. But what I find is, especially with my sin, for instance, my anger, like describing that, I don't think anyone thinks of me as an angry person. Uh, I'm redhead, so there might be that sort of like um, you know thing. But it's like I'm I'm having to identify sin that nobody I could get away with nobody knowing, um, and so that's where I think the the introspective. I do those those nights of um, insomnia alone, um, and frankly speaking, are probably more revealing of my sin than any other you know any other time of the day. No, that's good. I think that helps a lot because I was I was just thinking, oh, do you invite people into that? But I think you're right. I think there's a lot of things. Not that you can't, but there's something like you said about know know thyself kind of thing. You know, like if you know you know what you're thinking at those dark times and at night or or um, alone in alone in the car or you know, on the drive alone or whatever. Like just when everything else goes away and you're just stuck with your thoughts you know you know what like you said and there's things that you can get away with and like, no i need to i need to submit this to the lord this year i need to yeah. discipline make spiritual habits in that yeah.